Oh, you made it. You're finally here. Welcome to Half-Cocked Tales, a place where we have a great time celebrating science, the social contract, and just plain old congeniality. Dare I say a place where we seek a path to peace, prosperity, and exploration among the stars. I'm your friend and host, Dan the Worshipping Dionysus Man, sipping on some science today with an elevating electric drink. With me today, bringing us the new shower product, shattering sales records across the world, Ron and the Professor. How are you gentlemen doing today? Excelente. Oh, doing just fine. Just fine. Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Because today... We got a really, really fun special episode today uh, brought to you by Spacely Sprockets. When you need your galaxy in top gear, think Spacely Sprockets. We've got uh, 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 parasitic black holes. We're going to be talking about uh, uh, something terrifying living underneath the ice in the permafrost of the Arctic and do some fact checking time. Uh, talk about some snake oil. Got a got a really fun psychic story for you guys today. What what else? What else? What else? Yeah, no, no. I think that's the I think that's the show. Sounds good to me. Sounds, sounds oh, good. can't I can't can't wait to hear it to be in it here. Oh, <laughs> very, very. Which one of us got fucked up before the show? Because it's usually me. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hey, let's 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 fire up the time machine. Let's let's go back to December eighteenth, sixteen oh six, where the Virginia Company set out from England to found Jamestown. Let's go check out what happened. Nothing would be better than a look at days of yesterday or time machine. Okay, all right. Yeah, December 18th, 1606, three, count them, three ships left England. The Virginia Company was setting out to found a colony in the Americas. Now, other than watching the Disney Pocahontas movie, <laughs> which is, you know, where I assume most people get their... their Highly facts, accurate. Their facts on Jamestown. <laughs> uh what 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 uh what what do we know like off off the cuff other other than they they were the first colony that stuck british I colony think, that stuck. i think the first thing i think of is massacre <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they had a couple of those they my my recollection as far as like what to remember about jamestown is mm-hmm. they were more successful than plymouth the southern climate made it more possible for them to be able to to dig into the cash crop market rather than the subsistence farms that the the northern colonies had to stick with. Would that be tobacco? Tobacco at the time, yeah. I I think it's still their cash crop. We're always sitting on some <laughs> resource that we don't know is going to be really important in the future. That's why there's Dan's out here in the world to to guess what it's going to be and then buy it all. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did make some money on Raytheon at the beginning of the, the Ukraine war, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> nah, oh nah, my God. nah. Okay. Yeah. So they they landed. This is going to be about twenty years after Roanoke, which is the lost colony. Ah, uh, yes, Croatoan. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, Croatoan. Right. If you're 
one of these men or boys who set out on this initial expedition, there was uh, 144 of them were, were destined to be the colonists. Like that's in your head, right? Like that's what you know, like, oh, we're going to go try and start a colony in the Americas. Like has it been done before? Well, they tried it, but they all disappeared. We, we don't know what happened. I mean, today we've got guesses, but you got to be in 1606. You don't have a fucking clue if you're just average Joe Britt. This uh, this whole thing was a corporate enterprise. It was the the Virginia Company refers to an actual company. Uh, used to be used to be in uh, older times. If you were to start a corporation, it had to be for a specific purpose, and that corporation would end. There weren't corporations in perpetuity. But I digress. That that's a different that's a different podcast. We'll get well, maybe we'll get there when uh, the the week rolls over to some civil war thing, and I can justify talking about the the post war stuff. Enlightenment era finance talk. This is what the audience is here for. That's what they're here for. Yeah, that's the yeah. money maker. All right. Well, fuck it. Since it came up, uh, yeah, yeah. After the Fourteenth Amendment corporations and companies were able to argue in court that they had the rights of a person and that they didn't need to have uh, an end to them. <laughs> an immortal person. So like, like if you're a railroad company in California, you couldn't be a railroad company in New York. You could have like, like an allied company, but it wasn't until after the civil war that was like, nope, I can own stuff in every state. I, the corporation can own stuff in every state. Um, instead of an actual individual person. Uh, it's all a ruse to keep Delaware relevant. <laughs> <laughs> it, they, they, they've been playing a long game for a while. They're very good at it. Anyway, back to the Virginia company. Yeah, who, who what were they? They were, they were a big business. And so they're, they're in England. They're selling shares to their company, to, to anybody who can afford it. So if I'm a guy buying a share, I'm saying, oh, wow, I think that they're going to have a successful com- colony. They might even find gold. That was a big thing. You know, they're gems, gold. Who knows? America, big question mark. What's over there? We don't know. Uh, and these guys want to go over and and gather it all up, sell it, make a bunch of profit. All right, I'll buy a share of that. Don't have money? All right, well, maybe you want to, to join the company and be a colonist. If you go there and you work for the company for seven years, they're going to give you a plot of your own land, which... If you're a poor peasant in England, 1600s, your own land is huge. We're talking feudal system, England, owning land, life goal. Land owner, absolutely. It, and, and, and unattainable for most people if you weren't born in some sort of nobility or wealth. Yeah, out of reach. Absolutely. <laughs> that's out of reach. But so, so they're throwing, like, like, that's how they got people on the ship. So, so they, they, they get them all on there. Seven years of labor for, for their land. Also, if I buy a share, you know, I'm going to get the dividends. Go, they go over. But sadly, they didn't have exactly a lot of talent for hunting and farming in, in those people that they got to sign up. So these 144 boys, they chose their location of where to set up Jamestown, not where's the good hunting where's the good farming, or even where's the good water. It was, where's the good place to build a fort to defend ourselves from enemies? Smart. I.e., those angry natives that will be very pissed, because they seem to think it's their land. (laughs) We, We got a charter from the king of fucking England, guys. Okay? The king. We already know we need to defend ourselves from them because we know we're going to go fuck them up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what 
it kind of blows my mind that history is written down in this this way that doesn't acknowledge the where do where do we get the idea that we can just have this new land in the Americas? Nobody acknowledges, nobody says anything about this topic. I mean, we say it in passing, but in the history textbook, nobody ever says like where we wrote down uh, we that we can do this. Like, we can't do that. I mean, I, these people are, the, those people can't do it in England. You can't just go next door and say, okay, this, is, this land is my land. You're welcome. Wait, you, are, are you saying I can't go up to Canada and be like, Joe Biden signed this piece of paper that said, I actually get this land if I can successfully utilize it for resources. Sorry, Canada. You're going to have to make a deal with Leif Erikson, <laughs> man. <laughs> that that was how it worked at the time. Uh, you needed the king's permission, and they got it. Uh, they probably bought it out, right out of the gate. Obviously, if you're building your village under a military uh, perspective, like, hey, the most important thing to this settlement is that we be militarily strong. I, I think that's setting up the conflict, right? Like, that's that's walking into the schoolyard saying, I can kick everybody's ass. Or I should say, well, walking into the schoolyard, uh, uh, staring down all the threats. Come at me, bro. You, 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 yeah, yeah. I'm going to get in the corner and hold my knife out. And people are like, whoa, that guy's aggressive. They didn't start, I'm just saying, by, by, though they did, I should say, they did start assuming that they could rely on the natives for food. Which it's 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 spotty, and depending on which historical article I'm pulling up online, uh, uh, it it has a, a slightly different different timeline. But needless to say, between 1607 and 1610, things did not go well with the natives. They didn't get a lot of food from them. They didn't get a lot of help. There were definitely a lot of conflicts. It's tough to say who was the first one to, to you know draw first blood, as John Rambo might say. But I I wouldn't blame uh, the natives if they were the first ones because this was their land and then a bunch of people just show up. Being invaded. Yeah, you bet. Yeah. Yeah. Did they run into the Lamanites at some point? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The Lamanites were destroyed, Alex. They ran into the Nephites. Come on now. Oh, okay. okay. Gosh. Did they run it? <laughs> you know, god damn it. <laughs> fucking Mormons. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I had to go to upstate New York with my mother and, and go to their little fucking, this is where Joseph Smith dug up the golden scriptures that the, <laughs> the Native Americans buried. And then, then the angels took them away to heaven, so we can't look at them and examine them for historical accuracy. Damn it. <sighs> I hate when that happens. Anyway. And it happens every time. <laughs> every goddamn time. This, this shit kind of, some stuff I did not, that I completely learned that I did not know about it. Uh, uh, you know, a couple of bad leaders. They get good old John Smith in there from Pocahontas. He actually was the diplomat. He started the trading with the the Powhatans, the the natives in the area. Uh, very very famous story of you know they're going to cut off his head, and the chief chief's daughters like Pocahontas is like, no, no, don't do it. Uh, uh, anyway, things things are good with with uh, with John Smith. Investments booming. 
It's uh, in 1609, they get their second charter with the, from the king. So the company can choose a governor and, and, and grow and get more, have more of that native land. Over 600 colonists set sail between March 1608 and March 1609. Uh, sadly, the, the deputy governor bound for the colony got shipwrecked on his way, didn't get there till 1610. When he shows up, all of a sudden, he only, <laughs> there's nobody there. They called it the great starving time. Only 61 people were left when, when that guy got there uh, after five for down from 500. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, not just the the trade that they were relying on from the local Powhatans. They were also relying on periodic supply ships from England weren't showing up. And what they didn't realize was their water source was only potable for about half the year because it was brackish. Where the, where the fresh water meets the seawater. Oh. And half the year, the seawater's higher, and you can't drink the water anymore. That's a problem. Big, big, big fuck up. We have, like, our bodies can tell, you know, why they, they must have just been like, no, God told you to drink this fucking water. Drink the water. They're like, it's salty. Drink it. Drink it now. I can't drink it. It's salty. They couldn't boil the water? Yeah, I, I, doubt, I doubt they were distilling the water. Uh, to get the brackish out. Uh, also, and it, it could be fucking the old classic frog in the cool water, frog thrown in the hot water thing. Uh-huh. Like it slowly gets brackish, so you're not noticing it because it's getting slightly saltier every day. And there are some real health risks involved in this too. Yeah, with the uh, with the the brackish water, even if it's just a little bit salty. That's going to increase blood pressure amongst the population. That's something that they're worried about right now in New Orleans with the the low Mississippi River. The salt water is infiltrating the groundwater there. Really? Same thing. And you're, they're talking about you're going to have kidney problems, um, all kinds of issues, um, in addition to high blood pressure, cardiovascular issues, all just from drinking the salty water. This episode brought to you by Nestle. <laughs> <laughs> Nestle. <laughs> Nestle. Yeah. That's I did not I did not realize that that was that's what was happening right now in New Orleans. Uh, though I though I had heard that the water flow on the Mississippi was so low that the ocean was pushing up. Right, and it was con- basically the contaminating their their drinking water and making it more and more salty. And they were having to some communities were having to truck in bottled water. So again, Nestle. That's the business model you want, right? Where, where like, no matter who suffers, no matter who dies, we win. Uh, yeah. You got to set, set yourself up for a win-win. Our, and our shareholders win. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, the fact that, and, and this, this, this happened fairly recently in California when they were having the droughts and like Nestle and Pepsi, like they're still able to bottle their waters at the aquifer sources, like. That's fucked up. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, the Constitution said life, liberty, and in pursuit of happiness. I don't see anywhere where drinking water. I mean, just because you need it to live. That's that's a bold assumption. We need to stick to the text. It's not spelled out. It's not spelled out. Textualist, you. We drink your milkshake. Here's some. Have some Brondo. I'm thinking Spaceballs canned air. It's going to get to that point. Like, oh, you want some <laughs> airy air? You want some clean air? Uh, open open a can. The 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 Jamestown obviously it's still around today, so it didn't didn't totally go away. They got restocked with some people after uh, the starving time. Back in Britain, though the 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 company was 
slowly getting more and more desperate because it was going into debt. Uh, by 1612, the company was a thousand pounds in debt. How much is that in today's dollars? Probably a lot. Luckily, England's old enough where I can select all the way back to the 1200s. Uh, 1610, 1,000 pounds. No. <laughs> it says uh, 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 134,000 pounds. But it, okay, okay, yeah, this doesn't make sense. This fucking website. It says 20,000 days of wages for a skilled tradesman. Fake news. <laughs> So 60, 60 years wages for a tradesman is 134,000. You're drunk converter. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, so they were in debt. They were, they were in debt and they, sh- so they had to shift their money raising campaign because guess what? There was no gold in Virginia. There was no gems. There's, there's, they're not mining. Uh, they're not, they're not finding the, none of the, the local crops were, were making them any money. They were, they didn't even have farmers there yet, for God's sakes. Mistakes were made. Mistakes were made. So, so they, they had to kind of shift from like, Hey, get rich by investing in our company to, Hey, be there for England. Aren't you patriotic? Don't you want the English empire to rule the world? Guilt, guilt trip. <laughs> well, we're we're fighting the good fight in the new world. You want Spain to win, and that that actually that that did that did work. They 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 were getting more. They got more money in. They got a third charter uh, that that added three hundred leagues of ocean to the colony's holdings. So now uh, Bermuda could be included as part of Virginia again. The king. The king clearly saying, and now you can have this ocean as yours, too. Divine right, <laughs> my friend. Divine yes. right. He's the king. He's the king. Look, if, it, if God didn't king. want him to be king, how did he become king? It doesn't even make sense. Exactly. It doesn't even make sense. By 1616, things got worse for the Virginia Company because the original settlers that did survive... They were now owed their land and stock shares. People back home were owed dividends that they were guaranteed. Uh, so in, instead of paying them cash that they promised, they <laughs> started distributing 50 acre lots of land in the new world. <laughs> so if you just stayed at home in England and, and bought some shares, now all of a sudden, instead of getting cash like you were promised, they're like, oh, yeah, well, here's 50 acres of land halfway across the world. We named a star after you. We named a star after you. Hey, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I actually own one of the moons of Jupiter. Wow. Yeah. Oh. You must be quite the rich for Ingi. I mean, it's it's not Ganymede and it's not Io, but it's still a moon, right? Yeah, it's mine. Moon's a moon. <laughs> That's moon. yours. Moon's a moon. It's all mine. <laughs> they, uh, they, they began to institute what they called the headright system to bring more more people in to be the set settlers. So now investors and residents were able to acquire land pay, by paying the passage of new settlers. So it would be it would be like, hey, well, you're not really investing, but uh, in the traditional way we used to, like selling shares. But if you buy the tickets for these three guys going over there will will give you some land and then those three guys they're like you work that land we're giving to that guy uh-huh. and then we'll give you a, 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 a we'll also give you a piece of land wait what segment is this is this the snake oil segment <laughs> there's some crossover there's a little crossover that's a ponzi scheme 
yeah, 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 a little, little bit, a little bit, a little bit, yeah, yeah. Uh, they had two, capitalism. Two two different guys started vying for control because at this point the Virginia Company is still the ones uh, uh, governing the the colony. They're still in complete control. Two two guys uh, were were duking it out, and uh, uh, Sir Edwin Sandys wanted the more of the headright system. He wanted a permanent colony. To, to just to grow British territory and, uh, you know, because a lot of people felt England was overpopulated. So get people out of England, expand and also another market for English goods. Uh, the other guy, Sir Thomas Smith, was the company's treasurer. And his dream and mission was like, I just want to fucking make a profit. I want this company to get out of debt. That's it. But it was not him. He who prevailed. But uh, Sir Edwin Sandys, uh, he became treasurer of the company in 1619. And he moved forward uh, to populate the colony and earn a protective status for the tobacco for the tobacco crop, which had by that time become the cash crop. Uh, the tobacco that natively grew in Virginia sucked, and one British guy was basically like, "I could do better." Uh, oh, here it is, uh, Rolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ro- John Rolf was the one in. Uh, he came in in 1611 after the big starvation um and he helped turn the virginia colony into a profitable venture by introducing sweeter tobacco breeds that they could start selling like crazy which they sell like crazy to this day it's basically menthol of the time Um, rolf (laughs) right rolf is actually the one that married pocahontas by the way in in 1614 yeah uh, who at that time had converted to Christianity and taken the name Rebecca. Uh, classic <laughs> Becky. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Becky definitely believed in Jesus, not that these new white settlers were taking everything over. <laughs> this was not a pragmatic <laughs> thing. She was a convert. Just like, yeah. yeah so so we can thank this Rolf guy for uh, uh, bringing uh, a more palatable tobacco to the world and spreading uh, the Cancer sticks, huh? Yes, yes. Make it more appealing to a mass audience. A classier, healthier tobacco. Thank you, John Ralph. Ah, healthier tobacco. Eight out of ten doctors recommend it. It's good for your asthma. Look, I have an advertisement I'm going to print out on the poster one day for asthma cigarettes. <laughs> Relieve your asthma with they these were cigarettes. A thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he, you know what? The fun thing about snake oil is it's always business related because <laughs> you got to sell it, right? That's commerce. Uh, uh, anyway, where, where was I? Oh, I, I was all leading up to the, the last bit here was uh, they had the in 1622, the natives, they, they, they call it the Indian massacre of 1622. Uh, the natives have finally had enough. And bef- they, they, when I say had enough, uh, I, I mean, much like Sitting Bull, uh, uh, like they just kept getting pushed and pushed and pushed back, pushed back until, until like, fuck it, we're going to we're, we're tired. We're just going to fight. Uh, they, they did a they did a little bit of sneakiness, uh, supposedly what was written down afterwards by John Smith, who was not an eyewitness. Um, they came unarmed in the into the village uh, in the houses like look we got these food for you like here deer and turkey and fish and fruit we'll trade and everybody's like oh sweet come on in 
and uh, they they just dropped their food and grabbed whatever was lying around the village and just started bludgeoning and beating and massacring people. Oh, wow. So the, the bully had had enough and fought back and maybe overreacted a little. Th- yeah, it happened. Yeah, 347 <laughs> settlers died. Uh, yeah, and, and God, this is 400 years ago, and it's not a direct correlation, but we are seeing some visceral reactions today to some some attacks just put it that way you know famously the the so so that was 1622 347 people died the english did not in fact run away they uh they just sent more it just it just pissed them off uh we got to the point where when receiving a fourth charter for the colony uh they got the company's ability to make decisions was severely re- reduced and uh, King James changed the status of Virginia in 1624 and made it officially a royal colony, which meant that the king is now in direct control and he appoints a governor and everything now has to go through the the crown. And it remained that way until uh, 1776. I don't know what happened to change it. Something big. I don't know. So Virginia Company of London, terrible, terrible failure in terms of uh, financial gain. If if you were one of the suckers who bought shares in the company, you didn't get anything for it. Maybe you got some land if you could make the voyage and survive it. But uh, but Britain got their first toehold in in the new world. And, uh, and then the rest is, as they say, history. Yeah. That's good to know. All started because of three little ships leaving England in 1606. Time flies, man. It was was yesterday. Shakespeare was alive. Yeah. Shakespeare (laughs) was alive, right? Crazy. Also, something I forgot to mention, they called it Virginia. Not because the queen's name was Virginia. It was Elizabeth. But she was the virgin queen. The virgin queen, yeah. Uh, So they called it Virginia. What? This is worshiping of virginity. Virgins are Bizarre. literally the worst at sex. The worst. <laughs> I don't trust them. I mean, they at least have an entry level job first. I've got some entry level jobs I can think of. Mm hmm. <laughs> Bada bang. It's time for some news from our point of view. We'd even be glad if we could have a lap or two. All right. The headline from sciencealert.com is parasite black holes could be eating away at stars from the inside. Black hole sun. Oh, sorry. That's fucking funny is because in this article, they actually just for no reason have a have the YouTube video for that black hole sun. (laughs) Just just like, oh, yeah. Hey, (laughs) Soundgarden wrote a song about it. (laughs) No, it's famously Stephen Hawking did hypothesize uh, in the 70s that that tiny black holes could have formed in the first few seconds or so after the Big Bang. Okay, like like so. So the idea of tiny black holes is not new, but the idea that they're inside like our sun right now is new, like this tiny several tiny black holes. They're not big enough to eat the whole star like they like they would uh uh you know as they get larger and larger 
um, most, you know, the theory is a lot of stars collapse into black holes. But this new paper that came out from astrophysicist Earl Bellinger of the Max Planck Institute for Astrophysics and Yale in, in University uh, is, is definitely hypothesizing teeny tiny black holes that uh, Hawking talked about still being around, but inside stars. And amazingly, this could all by itself take care of the the problem of dark matter oh. and like we don't we don't observe dark matter but we know the mass is out there in the universe it has to exist mathematically but we can't observe it correct and this guy's saying like if these teeny tiny black holes are inside of stars that's where the mass is fascinating so so yeah hawking's itty bitty black holes that he talked about in the 70s could be here inside stars uh they would have formed in those first few seconds of the big bang when the uh, universe was still hot and densely packed enough where though they're, they're saying the extra patches of density could have collapsed into uh, uh these these black holes and we don't know where they went uh but if they went inside stars obviously uh they would be sitting inside them like a weird uh like a parasite or, or you know almost like a like a, the sun has a tapeworm yeah that's that's really interesting. I like that as a dark matter solution because it just sort of accounts for, okay, well, the, the matter in there is hyperdense. It has neutron degeneracy pressure. And it's, a, it's in, what, every star or just like the stars after K-class, you know, the biggest, the biggest, or the biggest, the smallest, <laughs> the biggest, right? They did not address that at all whatsoever in in this new story uh and obviously i didn't read the paper because i'm not an astrophysicist as much as i enjoy space and the stars i don't enjoy college <laughs> yeah i know talk to a couple good guys with their graduate degrees yeah take that <laughs> hawking hawking also did p- put forth the idea of a black hole being inside a star uh but most people, it, it, most of the scientists that looked into it were like, yeah, and it would just eat, eat the star. Um, so uh, uh, it, would, it would consume the core of, uh, like if it was our sun, it would consume it, and then it would kind of turn it into a, uh, with, with the, fusion, the fusion of the star itself wouldn't be powering it. Instead, it would be the accretion disk churning around the black hole. Uh, so all of the star's light would be ironically produced by the black hole. Uh, they, they call that a Hawking star. Uh, if, if the, the black hole gets large enough to actually eat the star, the black hole itself will start emitting light. And, but at that point, is it a black hole? Damn. The white hole. An asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, then they think, they think that would behave just, just like a normal star, uh, except with, uh, the few key differences, the outer layer would puff up into a red giant like the sun is expected to do when fusion dies down. Uh, but it would actually be cooler in temperature than we would expect a red giant to be. And interestingly enough, astronomers have already found strangely cool red giant stars here in the Milky Way that they call red stragglers. So I think I think that's one of the beauties of science is is when you get like a really good theory, these other things that we've already discovered start to fall into place. That's one of the the reasons I like this story so much. We already know about red stragglers. We already know about these red giants that don't seem to be hot enough. And all of a sudden this guy writes his paper and he's like, well, actually 
if you get all these black holes inside stars, well, explain dark matter. Explain a lot. And then other people are like, yeah, yeah, no, we've already done this work that showed if a black hole ate a star, it would it would just be like a really cool red giant. And then other people are like, wait, we've seen some really cool red giants. Not like awesome, like wearing sunglasses, but you know, like. Um, so, uh, researchers say studying these stars, they want to look for signatures of a black hole engine. They want, they want to actually see if they can find other evidence and data that, uh, black hole accretion is, is actually occurring. And they're going to look at the acoustic patterns inside the star instead of the fusion, uh, which, which is also obviously fascinating to me. Like they're, they're going to, they're going to try and, and use. Use the acoustics of the flame to see if if uh, that will will give us more more insight. That's pretty metal. It's pretty metal, right? <laughs> could you could you imagine? I'm, I'm sure somebody out there has already done it. They're like, here here's what a star sounds like, and here's what a star sounds like with distorted guitar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Also happening right now, sadly, um, some researchers up in uh, between Norway and the North Pole have discovered using after analyzing 18 different hydrocarbon exploration wells, they've discovered half of them had struck accumulations of previously trapped methane gas. That doesn't sound good. Yeah. Oh man, that was going to be my guess. I'm glad I didn't spoil it though. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. So the they're they're now because because there wasn't enough reasons for the perma permafrost thawing to be bad. On top of it, it does look like uh uh it'll hit almost like a balloon payment on your loan. <laughs> like if we don't pay this debt down now, we're gonna have a balloon payment where this met very potent greenhouse gas in very great amounts stuck underneath this ice will get freed all at once. That will fuck us over. Yeah, it's fine. Um, it's fine because the sun is going to get cooler because the black hole's going to start taking a lot of its energy. There it is. Oh, solved it. All right, man. God will take care of us. <laughs> Whoa, Ron. Alex just solved a very big problem. I, I don't appreciate you giving God the credit. <laughs> oh, yeah. If only we... Yeah, look... That's that sounds like a great sci-fi story. And then they were like, "Let's put a black hole in the sun to cool it off a little bit, so we're not so hot here on Earth." And and are there ways to get advertising into the black hole? <laughs> That's really what matters. <laughs> How can we sell this shit? I mean, we, we're using this black hole to power a billboard in space. It can be seen for twelve parsecs. Okay. Yeah. 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 So so this methane deposits ticking time bomb. What do you guys think it would take? for the world to actually do something about climate like i'm actually wondering if like is this is this a large enough problem where people just need to like all together be like no we're not going to go to work anymore i think we need to see places uh, inhabited places become uninhabitable and displacing millions of people before anyone's like what the fuck yeah before but it's coming change. i don't know about that <laughs> we see displacing millions of people nobody cares we just closed yeah. the borders. I, well, well, until back, we're being displaced, and that's until coming. we're being displaced. Back to James. What? Oh, you mean white people? <laughs> <laughs> until yeah, yeah, good Christian white people are being replaced. 
uh, uh, replaced. So, ah, ooh, displaced. Uh, replacement Fleary? What? No, then, then yeah. somebody just somebody just blames it on the Democrats and uses it to gain political power. No, so we're spiraling. This is it. Just like go outside <laughs> now while you can. <laughs> it's funny, but it, it, and it, it kind of harkens back to Jamestown. One of the uh, 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 parts I didn't get to, but it's really, really relevant now, is after that one of those starvations, they all, like 40 or 50 of them, got in the ship and were like, fuck it, we're going home. And as they got out uh, uh, into the Chesapeake Bay, uh, another ship heading with more colonists and supplies came in and were like, no. You're, turn, you're turning right back around. I don't care if there's no food or water. We're going back to that fort. We're making this shit work. I will turn this <laughs> ship around yeah. if you don't quit your whining. Oh, so bizarre. It, I, I know it's hard to change myself personally. Uh, back to tobacco in Jamestown. I was a heavy, heavy cigarette smoker for most of my adult life. And quitting that was a big deal from what I understand. From what I understand about your own quitting, what did you, how did you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, from what I understand, it's a big deal. How did you, how did you quit? I actually read a book uh, called Quit Smoking the Easy Way by Alan Carr, and it is a fun reprogramming of your subconscious mind. Uh, you don't even realize how much our culture uh, psychologically teaches everybody that nicotine is impossible to quit. And much mm -hmm. like the the dog that's been chained to the peg his whole life, and you take the chain off, and he still stays within that fifteen meter radius. Mm -hmm. Like nicotine itself actually isn't that addictive. What's addictive oh. is the American psyche telling everybody that it's impossible to quit. In fact, just just last week, I went to a gas station, and really big on the window, it said Philip Morris has been ordered by the United States government to tell you. That nicotine is an extremely addictive chemical. And I was like, well, you know what? This right here, this is the fucking propaganda that, I'm, that keeps people fucking addicted to nicotine. If you're out there with a vape pen or gums or a patch, let me tell you the actual physical chemical dependency effects of nicotine are out of your system in days. Wow. Days. It's so much harder for me to quit sugar. Goddamn wow. sugar. Oh, yeah. Sugar. Now that's a fucking addiction. Let me tell you that. Yeah. I mean, your body is literally turning it into energy. Powered by sugar. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's, good. it's brain fuel. Can't power. Yeah. You can't, can't do anything without sugar. All right. <laughs> I guess, I guess this last story I'll, I'll let fall by the wayside. Let's, uh, let's move on. And oh, where are we at? We had snake. Yeah. Let's talk about some snake oil. Ah. Oh, snake oil on sale for me. Nothing but snake oil, and it ain't free. All right, so, I mean, shares in the Virginia company. We already covered that one. In the shitter. I hate the fact that this was in my news feed. Uh, uh, the headline is Psychic Medium Explains. I don't need to finish it right there. I already hate it. Uh, how we choose our lives before we are even born. I hate uh, this. This is a this is a kick to to me in the gut because that's that's the the bullshit the Mormon Church is is selling. Uh, that's why they're so virulently 
anti-abortion is they they believe that if uh uh they believe that you're you're sitting around with god in heaven like waiting like oh can i be born can i be born and that like (laughs) through pure bureaucracy if uh if i'm assigned to this uh this you know meat puppet in this lady's womb and then she has an abortion i gotta wait like 10 billion years to get into heaven or baby ah that's so long it's so long i mean it's eternity so it's it's meaningless as as i as i often like to point out back in the day like well what's the big deal it's eternity (laughs) after 10 billion years you still got eternity left like i don't see i don't see the problem here um so so this lady's out on on tiktok and the whole news article is just barreling through her woo-woo psychic bullshit about souls and reincarnation and wouldn't you know it that her mother was reincarnated as her daughter wow how did that happen yeah it's amazing you know you know uh uh, it it, it's amazing she says it's because she was her mom's full-time caretaker and now her mother reincarnated as her daughter so she can come back and be her caretaker one day. Wow. Well, isn't, that, isn't that nice for her if her daughter <laughs> believes it? That's all a big cycle. <laughs> um, but in, in, and now, now, I don't know if this lady is selling private readings or not, because that's really where the, the, psycho, the snake oil of, of the psychic stuff comes in. Or is she just conning her daughter into becoming her caregiver? Yeah, right, right. That's the long game. The prestige. <laughs> She's certainly getting TikTok views, and we know that any influencer worth worth their salt can turn the clicks and views into into something uh, to make to make some scratch. But nothing that she said in here would I would qualify as as like harmful, uh, like like Christian Science. Like you can't go to a doctor. That's fucking harmful belief. Yes. Right. Like, like there's definitely that woo woo psychic snake oil bullshit that I just can't get behind. But I do want to posit the question of, let's say, let's say this lady does do, you know, I can pay her a hundred bucks for a reading. And if I'm a depressed person and I'm depressed because I've lost my wife and I go to the psychic and she's telling me all these reassuring things about my dead wife. She still loves me. She says, it's okay. She says, it's okay to move on. She wants you to be happy. Like, is there room for the altruistic psychic? Maybe, maybe they believe it themselves. Maybe they don't. But the the like, I'm going to charge you money, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do it to 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 just to keep you coming to me every week and giving me another hundred dollars. But I'm actually going to try and be a therapist. But I'm doing it with the trappings of a psychic. Does that make it okay? Right. I'm making you feel better with bullshit. Yeah. 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 Does that make it okay? I mean, I just don't believe the altruism. You don't, you don't believe. <laughs> I reject the premise of your hypothetical, <laughs> sir. Because <laughs> it just it just sounds like religion with different steps. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it certainly is. It certainly is. This is this is only possible because of the space religion inhabits. Right. This is no different. You don't get into religion to not make money <laughs> <laughs> or, or get laid. Oh, then, I was going to say, oh, it could be sex. Could be sex. Uh, fair. Wait, money can be exchanged for sex. Hmm. They do see hmm, sex as, as just currency. These cult leaders and pastors. 
that's probably why sex work is still illegal because if if sex was the treated as the currency it actually is uh you know a lot of poor people would have greater purchasing power You're, that's that's very astute observation hey ancient rome some of the prostitutes there were some of the most famous fucking people like the most powerful people like oh that lady oh she's the best fucking prostitute in rome holy shit well i want to fuck her she must be really good <laughs> social power and being a concubine in many cultures yep. in many times yeah but yeah yeah, we yeah. happen to have a christo-fascist culture and it's like that's only for rich people <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah 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 if you're poor you need to be a virgin and only ever fuck one person. And only to reproduce. And only to reproduce. <laughs> Don't you dare have any fun. You're poor. Stay in your lane. It makes me physically <laughs> uncomfortable to see you guys having a good time. You're right. <laughs> right, right. By you having a good time, you're taking away my good time. Which can only be had by taking away. <laughs> there's got there's to be some sort of uh, orgy that both people could participate in, and, and everybody could have both a bad and a good time together. <laughs> the Dionysus uh, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, masochist over there, sadist over there. All right, now get together. Everybody pick a partner. Just get a blindfold. You're blindfolded. All right, take off the blindfold. <gasps> oh, you must be one of the good ones. <laughs> Yeah, one of the exceptions. Oh, I I definitely, definitely grew up in that hyper-religious world. And I can assure you that psychics and magic and wizards and witches were all very real. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch shows like He-Man because that evil wizardry sorcery power, the power of Grayskull would tempt me into, I don't know, pursuing it myself. The, the, the power of a cartoon based uh, entirely on marketing a children's toy was going to corrupt you to the dark forces of Satan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, funny enough, it was it, as an adult looking at He-Man, I'm like, that's, that's one homoerotic fucking marketing campaign. Oh, yes. Right? Like, like looking back, I was like, maybe... Maybe my mom was also like, oh, what, what, if, what if I show him the, what if he's too exposed? I don't want my boys being exposed to homoeroticism. His muscles are glistening. with. <laughs> they might awaken something in them. Yeah. <laughs> because they also believed it was a fucking choice. God damn it. That's funny. I think the yeah. Mormon's vision of masculinity, you know, with the like two little launch deuce to fill officers knocking on your door with short sleeved <laughs> shirts <laughs> um, those dudes are it's, badass it's, it's so funny because the you know like it kind of is just like this ripple in history of joseph smith's little emasculated self uh and and and, and honestly <laughs> yeah. added to by each successive church leader right or mm -hmm. or leader as that program was sculpted right like they just keep projecting uh more and more of it i honestly don't know what the fuck they were wearing but he he definitely did institute the the missionary program uh that was that was him apparently the more people in your cult the more your chances of getting hotties to marry you go figure how about that i honestly i don't think he was about the the wealth i think he was about the fucking but that's just me, in my opinion. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode, Ron. We're we're gonna we're gonna tee up a deep dive into the Mormon religion um, one of these uh, days. I look forward to it. Super snake oil. Uh, but until then, let's uh, let's do some fact checking time.
And I believe it's Ron's turn in the hot seat. Oh, no. Here we go. What do you know? It's fact-checking time. Will you believe or be deceived? It's fact-checking time. Cross my heart and hope to die. Stick the needle in my eye. Here's the proof that all the kids call fact-checking time. All right. So, Ron, we've shifted the format a little bit. Okay. Tell me more. And it's because there just aren't a lot of true fact-checked statements. I don't know why. It speaks to the nature of the fact-checking apparatus uh, uh, business segment. Uh, that, But this week, the only one I could find that was true was a uh, social media claim that some license plates uh, – border designs in North Carolina are illegal. Hmm. It's like, yes, true. Some license plate border fucking tchotchkes are illegal. Anyway. Hard hitting. <laughs> so so the new the new format is is I'm gonna give you two fact checked stories and you have to tell me which one was real that you can find on the internet and which one did I come up with to fool you. Are you ready, sir? Sure. Statement number one Research suggests that politicians who frequently use emojis in social media posts have a 10% higher engagement rate with young voters. Is, is that a real fact check statement or is it, does rubbing arms strengthen the immune system? Rubbing arms? Like, like when you're cold? Like you rub your yeah. arms? Yeah, yeah, like uh, massaging or rubbing your arm. I am going to say statement number one is the statement that you invented for to fool me. It was! Yes! It was! Uh, that is a fake fact check statement. Nobody, uh, nobody out there did any research showing engagement with younger people in emojis. But in fact, in India, a uh, social media post went viral claiming that you could rub your arms to boost your immunity. Not, uh, <laughs> not, not doctor recommended no no so that's uh, you're one you're one for one Woo-hoo. the first one we're gonna come we're gonna say uh uh the there's a post going around saying new york's coney island is closing for good at the end of the year and statement number two a study conducted at a leading university suggests that people who prefer tea over coffee have a 15 percent lower risk of experiencing joint pain in their lifetime okay so uh, I'm going to say statement number one is a true fact check. Damn, I just cannot get you. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, that, that is not your fault. Though I, I did like just like two hours ago, saw an article, Coney Island to close, open article, <laughs> Coney Island, Ohio. Yeah. You fooled me, you bastards. <laughs> fooled you. <laughs> they catch it. Yeah, Coney Island, Ohio. <laughs> Is closing down for good, not Coney Island, New York. Not the Coney, Ohio. All right. Well, let's see if you can get an unprecedented three out of three. And I think you can. Oh. I think I think I think you can go all the way, Ron. I, I believe in you. Stays. Oh, I hope we go all the way. It's this this one's really political, okay? Statement one. Political analysts have found a correlation between the number of times a politician mentions the word change in their speeches and their likelihood of winning elections. Or statement number two, a politician has claimed, and we're, we're, we're the, it's the veracity of the claim, gasoline prices are now five, six, seven, and even $8 a gallon. So which is it? High gas prices or 
using the word change, increasing your likelihood of winning elections. Uh, say using the word change is the fake fact check. That is the fake fact check. Yes. 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 At a recent rally in December 13th, uh, candidate, former president Donald Trump stated gasoline prices are now $5, $6, $7, and even $8 a gallon. Lies. They are not. They are, in fact, and he did this four days ago, and, and they're down, down, down from their highs. They, the highest they got was in New York uh, during Biden's presidency. $6.57 a gallon was the highest it got, and, and it is currently, the, the, the average for his whole term is $3.50. I think it's currently right around there. It's, it's just a ridiculous claim. Easily, easily verified as false by just going out at the pump. I don't understand how, how, how many lies does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop bar? All of them. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well done, Ron. Three out yes. of three. Three out of three. Unprecedented. I'm, I'm going to send um, cat pics to, uh, to you. Yeah. Oh, there you go. lovely. I was going to say pussy pics, but uh, then I thought, you know... Probably not, not exactly what I'm going to be Someone sending, Someone might wrong. take that the wrong way. <laughs> take it the wrong way. <laughs> Everybody loves cat pics, right? Okay. All right. Let's, uh, let's wrap up with some, some feel-good news, huh? Let's. A call for a sip. Maybe even a hit. And join us for All right. I came across this story and it's one of those uh, uh, celebrity feel good stories. Uh, I didn't know. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Uh, Country music star Luke Combs found out that his management team was suing a woman, Florida resident Nicole Harness. She was selling uh, uh, drink tumblers and T-shirts with with his picture on them. She was selling them on Amazon. Uh, She says she sold 18 of them. She earned $360. Big money. His lawyers took her to court and won $250,000 in damages. Wow. Yeah. He found out about it, not through his management team, but through social media. And he not only was like, no, 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 no. You you do not owe me $250,000. But he's turned around and he's now paying her medical bills, the thing she was trying to raise money for. Good. Wow. Uh, I assume he has a maybe a new management team as well. I would hope this? so. Yeah. Yeah. She had yeah, Amazon locked her account. So even the stuff that wasn't related to him that she was making money for, she couldn't get that money out. And the judge said, nope, all of that's got to go to Combs, Luke Combs. Uh, and, and yeah, so like right away he was like, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to send her 11 grand right now. Just, just, I'll double that and just send it to her. We're going to take care. I'm going to take care of this lady. And, nice. and that's the kind of shit you want to see that it's, it's to me, that's like the Dolly Parton kind of celebrity, like be the bigger person. Fucking hell. Oh. Uh, outstanding Luke Holmes. Outstanding. Yeah. Right. I never want to be so big that my team is suing people because they thought that that was the right thing to do. If somebody's going to sell a, a tumbler and a t-shirt with my face on it, God bless you. Go, go, go. Make your money. If people are buying it, what's I'm doing something right. I don't need <laughs> that $360. Come on. Yeah. 
Oh. I mean, if you if you want to really though get in on a lawsuit, you should sue everyone selling the dude uh, paraphernalia. Oh, uh, claiming it's my likeness and, and say it's you. <laughs> it's my trademark, if man. You were around. You were around before the. <laughs> 90s whenever that came out 25 years ago uh, uh yeah I, I i i was old enough to rent that dvd when it hit uh the rentals yeah that's right there used to be brick and mortar stores full of dvds where you didn't buy them you just paid them a little bit of money to take it for a little bit i can almost remember that time. but when you saw big lebowski for the first time did you say bitch stole my look <laughs> No, no, you're gonna you're gonna put me on spot. Uh, when I saw the Big Lebowski, one, I couldn't grow a beard. I wanted a beard. Just, just my body was like, nope, 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 not nope. You get you get a little bit of fuzz. Uh, and two, uh, I didn't I didn't even own a bathrobe when I saw that movie. Oh, okay, yeah, all right, yeah. Uh, well. uh, I don't think I modeled this look after the dude. This look is modeled after me just wanting to be comfortable and already. All of my neighbors uh, have made a joke when I talk to them about how uh, I go and will do my front yard work in a bathrobe, check the mail <laughs> in the bathrobe. I, like, I think it's fabulous. My goal is to get famous enough in a bathrobe that people will be upset if I'm not wearing it when I go places. Where's the robe? <laughs> yeah. Where's the robe, Dan? I'm like, yeah, see? Ah, ah, I yeah. I, no, I have to wear the robe to the convenience store. <laughs> to court. <laughs> of course I have to wear the robe to court. All right. Ah, sadly, uh, we got all good things got to come to an end. Oh, man. Anyone, thank you guys for, for coming by the lounge today. And thank you folks for listening in. This has been a, been a great episode. Lots of fun stuff. Uh, really, really big thank you to Spacely Sprockets. I can 100% say that when I need a sprocket, I only think Spacely Sprockets. Only. Uh, uh, gotta, gotta give a shout out to science, congeniality, and the social contract, making society better than anarchy for the many of the last thousands of years. And, uh, on top of that, uh, any, any parting words, Ron? Be well and Be- make sure you, uh, drink heavily. Yeah, 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 yeah I stand behind that message. And, and pro- professor, uh, uh, other than, uh, drink responsibly as, as well as heavily, heavily, you got any parting wisdom? Uh, yeah, live. For a long time and prosper. Oh, and and prosper. Yeah, yeah. Not, not, none of that Terry Shivo living for a long time stuff. Ooh, too soon. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. I sorry to step on your your feel goods. Oh, <laughs> change that in post. Uh, have a wonderful wonderful day, folks. If you had a good time with us, you know what to do. Tell somebody that needs us. You can find us over on Discord. Uh, you can find us on our website, hypecocktails.com. Wherever podcasts are listened to, we're probably there. Uh, We'll be back at you soon, but until then, we got to go. So be well. Bye. Toodles. Now things are ending. It's time to go. No more to get through. Thanks for listening. That's our show. Ain't affectation. Oh, we're just leaving you half caught. Half caught. Half caught. We had a good time talking today. But even best times, eventually they fade away Ain't adjuration, we're just leaving half cut